0: Start of another day is a chance to remind you yet again to get ready because your votes are going to be so important as we figure out who the worst Parkers are in Cache Valley for the Park Narcs Tournament of 2021. AJ and McCall on VFX, Just AJ this morning, and the uh, contestants, the bracket is being put together Monday morning. We will start by putting them up and you will vote as we work our way down from the worst of the worst. The ones you voted the most knowing throughout the year with the Park Narcs weekend and week out are competing to figure out who is the absolute worst of 2021. And uh, there's, of course, prizes. So if you're one of the lucky winners, keep an eye out for yours because the prizes at the end of this tournament are much nicer. Lava Hot Springs tickets, some gift cards, stuff like that. So keep an eye out to be rewarded for finding not only terrible parking and doing your part to help clean up the valley, which is greatly appreciated, but also maybe possibly finding the absolute worst offender of parknarks in the year 2021. Now, with that being said, again, find Utah's VFX especially on Instagram so you can vote, and it's very much appreciated. Um, it does not mean that uh, parknarks is also over. While well, the weekly competition is taking a hiatus as we get ready to tournament this down to the worst of 2021. If you see terrible parking, please, of course, safely, safely take a picture and you could submit it to Facebook to Twitter to Instagram Utah's VFX and I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to this tournament not that it, last year's uh was had anything taken away from it but as you know there was the guy that the one the, the ultimate voted uh for worst park of 2020 it's the guy that did a parking on a helicopter spot which still so much so many questions and because of that he was he was a favorite we didn't know of course McCall and I don't vote ours don't count but it felt like okay, we, we have a, a solid idea this guy's going to make a decent run. I think it's wide open this year. So I'm curious to see how this goes. As we know, if you've been voting along with Parknarks, if you have, thank you. Uh, Stripey rectangles next to the special needs spot this year have been violated a lot. So, I mean, is that going to continue? Is that trend going to carry through and that's going to be deemed the worst of 2021? Or is it going to be some outrageous one? We had our first uh, motorcycle nominees this year as well. I don't think they won, but, you know, it's, Park Narks changed a little bit. So I'd be curious to see how this tournament goes. But again, Utah's VFX across all social media. Starting Monday, we work our way down to the worst parker of 2021. Uh, Speaking of cars, (laughs) a list was put out of cars that if you own these, you're more likely to be a psychopath. And I think that all of us have a type of car that if you encounter, maybe you've had a bad experience with, you think, okay, I got to be open-minded. But initially, if I run into someone who has x car i don't think positively of them i think a lot of people have had at least some kind of experience with one type of vehicle or nothing that if you run into it yet again you're like okay scumbag now hopefully we all keep an open mind as we were all told to do and we would all reference other people be like okay well let's If I actually get a chance to meet you maybe i'll give you a chance to prove me wrong aj mccallett vfx aj flying solo this morning like for instance Mitsubishi eclipses. I don't know what the deal is, but apparently you get in one of those and you got to put the fart can on it and you got to weave in and out of traffic and cut people off and just be as obnoxious as possible on the road. But know anybody to own one, not at the current time that I've known them. But if I run into one on the road, generally my experiences all go the same way, exactly as I described And I'm like, oh, those guys suck. Maybe, maybe one day I'll have a friend that has one and maybe my opinion will be changed. Who knows? But there's a study done in the UK And it found that if you drive a BMW, an electric car, or a car with vanity plates, you are more likely to be a psychopath. And (laughs) the thing that drove me nuts is initially I was like, what BMWs? like, why? Like, I don't feel like I see them everywhere. They're not the car that I feel like people flaunt. Like if you would have said Tesla, maybe I was like, okay, those are kind of the flaunt car. But this is done in the U.K., so it's a European card, which I think makes a little bit more sense. Um, gold is the number one card for people with psychopathic tendencies, followed by brown, green, and black. Gold, yes. How many gold cards do you really see? Brown, I feel way more uncommon. Green and black, hold on. That's fighting words. Those are definitely in my top two choices for view. My car right now is green. Not grand, I didn't pick it out. My car right now is green. <laughs> Where I was like, whoa, AJ's so psychopath. Um, and the vanity plates thing, I'm sure you, you could hear that at face value and there's something you could attribute to it. Right. You'd be like, ah, they took the time, but like, for instance, I got, I, I need to post this picture. I, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. Cause I took a picture of somebody's license plate, but they, they were a purple heart recipient and they had it on their license plate. And the reason I took a picture of it is because they're, they got a vanity plate or a custom license plate, I think it's the same thing, that just said, ouch, on the back. And I thought it it was so funny and so clever because, of course, the Purple Heart you get for, for getting injured in the line of combat. And I was like, yes. So, like, are we going to say that that person's more likely to be a, a psychopath? I'm going to say, no, I think they have a great sense of humor and I actually wouldn't mind having a drink with them just to, just to see what else other jokes they could crack. Man. 12 questions questions—what what the, the test was to figure it out. If you're a psychopath, who would figure you get 12 questions and depending on how you score on that test, you might be insane. Speaking of being insane, I might not have a lot of room to operate here because I finally figured out after being pestered and pestered and pestered and pestered by my family, what do I want for Christmas? The answer became apocalypse supplies. I figured it out for everybody. What we're going to ask for for Christmas is supplies for our end-of-the-world apocalypse kit.
1: Oh, nice.
0: AJ McCall for the Automatrix Group debate on VFX. This close yesterday for me canceling my family's Christmas because... Why not? It's
1: just, Look,
0: do I love them most sure. of the time? Do I think they deserve gifts? Great. Are we all functioning adults who buy whatever we <laughs> want if we really think we need it? Yes. 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 So i have just just—I've gotten to that point. I—I don't know if my parents ever got to that point, like before they—before we came along as kids. Maybe when we were kids, like, oh, this sucks. Uh-huh. They just asked for so much stuff. Whatever, not a point. But yesterday, I got—we got into the conversation extensively during the, 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 the after-show because during Thanksgiving break, I consumed a lot of zombie content. Didn't plan on it; just happened to work out that way. So now, call it paranoia, call it being realistic, whatever you want. I'm convinced the world's going to end at some point. So, I was asking, what would you do? Like, where do you find the, uh, uh, like, if you were to get, like, a storage crate to put, like, down in your basement that would, one, be able to store non-perishables, but, two, also keep it, you know, kind of protected because it's it's our basement kind of grody. Right. And McCall, luckily, had hypothetically kind of worked this out and not ever actually done it herself.
1: Correct. Hypothetically, I sort of may have not necessarily actually... Purchased some containers <laughs> that may or may not hold the uh, flour and sugar. Yeah, right. Hypothetically, and rice.
0: Yeah, just so in you, case. You get the, the, the uh, Ashley, my girlfriend's dad suggested that, that we take advantage of you know the case lot sales here in Utah, and you buy sure. one of those basically boxes that you can put, you can just store stuff in. So that way we can put it downstairs. We don't have any storage space and have it. And I was like,
1: like a maybe. What kind of a box? Just like
0: to store non-perishables to whatever to basically an end of the world kit whatever it is whatever the box is i can sort of see it in my head i was just i was on board. i was like all right cool I'm are in. you
1: talking like one that you put like camping gear in like are we talking like one of those kinds yeah, you of know boxes what? a bear like, box just in case i'm gonna go full board i'm not thinking bear box i'm, I'm thinking, thinking like, bear box i'm thinking like one of those tubs <laughs> like <laughs> that like like well no we, we grown-up tupperware we wanted to open and close wait what like is- those big boxes. You know what I mean? I don't know what they're called. They're like big storage. We're getting everywhere. I here. see them. It's gray. It's gray. It has a lid. It's like this big. It has a <laughs> I lid. I think
0: I know what you're talking about.
1: I don't know that, what they're I called. Mean, that,
0: that would work too. Because oh, the, the so whole, not
1: one of those? I mean, that, oh.
0: whichever. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not going to be different uh, differ right now because, you know, beggars can't be choosers at the end of the world.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is that thing called?
0: I don't know. Ben. A storage bin? I don't
1: know. So, Locky bin? So
0: Ashley's dad suggested that. And I was like, okay. And then I asked McCall producer Butters yesterday in the after show. McCall's like, well, hypothetically, I've never done this before. But if right. I was, this is how I would do it. I would. Maybe. I like, okay,
1: yeah. Maybe maybe, I'd suggest dog food containers.
0: Bet. So I'm on. My question to start with is how many people have like an end of the world kit? Because oh, this man. has just started. So Ashley and I were talking about storing non-perishables, obviously um we've I know we've talked about it before like there's certain things you're supposed to have in your car in case you know you're like oh hey a cliff and then you you live and you're like oh I gotta survive this one figure it out right (laughs) blanket flashlight money stuff like that right right right
1: right. so we don't have that so like this has
0: started a whole thing and so I'm just curious do you
1: have like an apocalypse storage We're in Utah. The answer is majority. We'll we'll find out. We'll put it up as a poll today. Here's the thing that thing that we were trying to come up with the word for, by the way, Producer Butters just texted us tote. It's a tote. Tote. That's much less, much less exciting than big tub with lid. Just for everybody else's entertainment value, Producer Butters, you're wrong. Uh, (laughs) So just wait.
0: Uh, Do you have some kind of apocalypse storage, apocalypse kit, apocalypse system? In terms of food and emergency supplies. Because you know what else doesn't exist in our house? Flashlights. We don't you have just any.
1: call it food storage. Yeah, that's fine. Storage. I'm just
0: saying. But like, this is start a whole thing for Ashley. We don't have flashlights in the house. You
1: should, yeah, you
0: should probably have I those. completely agree. Yeah. It's a whole Luckily, Luckily, just like you. Hey, I got my I've, phone. I've also. That too. Luckily, just like you, I've also gotten electronic battery-powered candles. Because, you know, why not? Right. Do not ever buy those for anyone. <laughs> just don't. Uh, so for McCall saying. She's out this morning. Saying that, uh, yeah, it's Utah, everybody's got those on our poll of the day right now. Utah's VFX on Instagram, seventy-one percent. Uh, excuse me, seventy-one percent of people said no, they don't have some kind of apocalypse survival kit, a food kit, none of that. So maybe, just maybe, I'm a little bit crazy. He's going to be honest. I I thought too with the case slot sales and stuff like that. The fact that the the church offers. Uh, Freeze dried food I have a survival kit. You can buy like a paper that's a guide. Nope, does not have one. 83% of people, it should be 71%, 71%, get my numbers mixed up, 71% of people do not have an apocalypse survival kit. And that is 100% what I'm asking for for Christmas. I feel like the number would be high in Florida just because of the paranoia, but also just the general. Uh, protection of the insanity that is the citizens day in and day out, right? All I'm going to say is, jumped in to get some Florida Not headlines for you this morning with McCall out, AJ flying solo, AJ McCall out, VFX for Florida Not. And right off the bat, we're talking earlier, right? Psychopaths that, uh, what type of vehicle the driver said Maybe Tesla? Headline number one, 25-year-old guy with a Tesla face tattoo, drove drunk and flipped his car. Not only that, it was a apparently Tesla minivan unregistered, uninsured, face tattoo. I mean, that's a given, but I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, Tesla was one I mentioned earlier. Could be a psychopath. All of a sudden, in Florida, not. Nah, just saying. Uh, story number two, a man found out his insurance wouldn't cover his uh, ED medication. They were $369, so he just grabbed them out of the pharmacist's hand and took off. Uh, that's not how that works. Can't pay. I- I- IOU didn't work. He didn't even say it, didn't even leave him a note, but that's not how it works. And story number three. Uh, police currently looking for a man who decided to rob a video game store. He knew going in, oh, I'm going to need to cover my face. I don't want him to see it. Ah, genius. Put a clear plastic bag over his face. I think they'll be able to sort out that disguise, good sir. I feel kind of dumb asking this, uh, Blake, but I, I, I feel like I need to just because there's one story that stands out to me. Are you surprised by the level of stupidity of someone putting on a, a clear plastic bag as a quote, mask to commit a crime. Sure. That's the same kind of dejection. I feel Florida not <laughs> brought to you by Northern glass pros with AJ McCall at VFX, AJ flying solo. I mean, I, I don't know how else to feel because like, you know, bro, like they could see through that. Like if you could see through it while you put it on, it's not, it's not tinted. It's not like it's, it's two way plastic. That being said, getting into the stories, story number one, 25-year-old man with a Tesla face tattoo drove drunk and flipped his car last week. Apparently, despite his tattoo, wasn't actually in a Tesla. He was in an unregistered, uninsured minivan. He, of course, was arrested. No other cars were involved. Thank goodness. But apparently, he felt like if he got on the sauce and then decided, all right, I got a Tesla face tattoo. It counts the same, right? <laughs> story number two. A uh, man found out his insurance wouldn't cover his ED medications. They were three hundred and sixty-nine dollars. Good gosh! So he just grabbed them out of the pharmacist's hand and took off. Cool thing, the store is nice about, and they said they wouldn't press charges if he just brought them back. He refused, so now he's facing up to six months in jail. They even gave him a chance, to be like, "Look, we get it. You're frustrated. You need this. You can't have it. Uh, no, <laughs> take the out right." You already know he's going for broke. He already knows he stealed it. And go for broke. I think that was he was like, oh, they're caving. If I hold out just a little bit longer, they'll knock off $200. No, dude. They were giving you a chance not to go to jail. Idiot. And story number three, Blake. Man tried to rob a video game store. Realized going in that he needed to cover his face up. He doesn't need to be recognized by the cameras and all the technology we have. So he put a plastic bag on his head. Problem is, well, one, I think most two-year-olds at this point are taught, right? That's bad. Don't do that. Two... It was see-through. It was a clear plastic bag. So they have perfect pictures of him. As police are now look out looking for this dude who put a plastic bag on his head. Idiot. Now I'm not allowed to help Blake because it's just me versus you with McCall out. But I got to tell you, for me, I'm just gonna say I can't help my helpful way, so I'm normally on the other side of this. I think one stands out. <laughs> uh. I'm going to say number three. Now, before I say anything else, I just want to ask why story number three? (laughs) Just because people are so stupid. (laughs) And I got to be honest with you. I think it's the exact same one that I would pick. And I'm saying that not trying to help you, but it 100% is the story from Florida. So congratulations, Blake. You get qualified for that $50 gift card from uh, Logan Lanes. Hang on line. We'll get you all taken care of. Uh, all righty thanks i mean seriously like just call it off right there there's a point of no return and if you're standing outside the store you're about to rob and you're standing there and you're like oh ah, crap i forgot the pantyhose or i forgot my bandana whatever you're going to put over your face you're like ah this clear plastic bag which looks like i gotta be honest looks like the package you tear off of when you buy like bottled water it's what it looks like he has you know just call it off just call it off i mean don't commit crimes and as a whole right for sure we we'll just call it off. Congratulations to Blake. He wins Florida, not on VFX. I 100% am in the camp that we need to hold off until, I would say, Black Friday to really get into Christmas. You want to wait a little bit longer? You ain't going to hear an argument from me. However, I would not say it was because it was stressful. I would just say it's respect for the other holidays. Maybe a little bit stressful because it's repetitive, but apparently Christmas music is a major stress factor I have not actually listened to a Christmas song yet from start to finish yet. And I tell you what, if I heard one right now, like all of a sudden on, the thought that would cross my mind is it's December. Today's December 1st. AJ McCall at VFX, AJ flying solo this morning. It wouldn't stress me out. And I think that's part of it. When you come into the Christmas season, I think it depends on how the year goes, right? So for instance, Last week, I'll tell you, if I would have heard Chris music, it would have stressed me out. Because coming back from vacation, my girlfriend had to buy a new car. Stuff's been breaking at the house. Now we got to do holiday shopping. Stress. Because I'm like, oh, how are we going to figure that out? Today, though, not that any of that stuff has changed. But the fact that it just is December 1st, the, the thing would be, wow. It's December. Where did the last three months go? But I will agree with one point. According to a recent, uh, I guess, survey survey of people as opposed to survey, Christmas music causes stress. And the reason why, one of the biggest reasons, apparently people can attach a bad memory to certain songs, which I think all goes into the factor. the thing that would stress me out is that's easy to do when they're the same, like, ten songs. Don't be wrong, there's the classics, and everybody recognizes the classics, but then the covers, and there's some ones that maybe you like, there's some new versions here or there that you squeeze in. Like, I like, personally like Straight No Chaser. They, they, they have some of their own unique ones. But everything's the same. It's like the same, t- same, same 10 titles. Jingle Bell Rock, Jingle Bells, Frosty Snowman, etc., etc., etc. So it's easy to, I think, attach a bad memory because you hear the same ones over and over again. And they're covers of all the same ones. And they get kind of freaking repetitive. Which, personally, I think, for my own mental health, part of the reason also that I don't want them to play before Thanksgiving. The biggest part is, like, it's, like it's Thanksgiving. Just, just wait. Just wait. I promise you there'll be more than enough time to play Christmas music. It'll be everywhere. But also, because it gets so repetitive, I think it's pretty easy to burn yourself out. I mean, it, there's no reason for Christmas music to be played for longer than four weeks, three weeks. Because I, I don't think anybody gets through. I take that back. Backtrack. I think most people get to the Christmas time and I don't think anybody's like, you know what? Let's run these jams one more time. Just one more time. I don't think anybody feels the need to listen to Jingle Bell Rock in March. You're good. You had your fill. But Christmas music can be stressful. And I think the repetition is. And if it's a bad memory, gosh, I mean, that's tough. Because it's hard to just pull one out of the rotation, let alone be like, I hope they don't play Frosty the Snowman while I'm listening to Christmas music right now. It's going to come up, right? There's no way to avoid it. But Christmas music, responsible for stress. Speaking of stress, could you imagine being your Christmas songs as well 12 days of Christmas right partridge and a pear tree what idiot came up with that because not only is it a crappy list of presents and yes I know we should be grateful for everything we get it's an expensive list of presents to quote the office, it's not my fault the 12 days of Christmas is about 40 birds. AJ McCall on VFX, AJ flying solo. The cost of the 12 days of Christmas had accumulated for 2021, and it would cost you to buy all 12 days, the partridge in the pear tree, the swans are swimming, the ladies milking, the jumpers jumping, all of that. 41 grand. $41,000 to accumulate servants who nobody needs. Okay, most of us don't need. And 40 birds. We're going to keep those birds. Birds are mean. I, 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 look, back in the day, I'm sure everybody would just want ownership of whatever they could get their hands. That's my rock, dibs, rock. Because you, whatever you could find, you could have. Man, the 12 days of Christmas cost 41 grade. Could you imagine? That? I, there, was a, there was a kid I grew up with. And in, I want to say, early high school, got a lot of run out of his MySpace page. Uh, because he he did this. He broke down what everything would cost, all of that. And then he ended it with, would you rather have this or we can go on a really nice cruise or two? And I was like, huh. I had never seen the joke before. I'm sure it had been made. But, can, like, okay, five golden rings, even still. Because you're looking at them for resale value. Birds, no. Like, can I get three, uh, I suppose, uh, maids and milking? How about ladies cleaning, cooks? Something useful, right? That landscaping, any any of that sort. Can I can I put repurpose them and uh, have them in, you know work and have some, to kind of build my wealth that way? Sell all the bird. I just I just always it always cracks me up. I know it comes up every year, but I always like looking at it because the price goes up every year because of course everything gets more freaking expensive and services or or manual labor, whatever you want to call it, uh, goes up every year. But no, no. No, 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 no. Forty-one grand for forty birds, and and what are you going to do with a drum line? Don't wrong. I have often been quoted as saying, "I wish just once in my life we'd break out into at least a semi-coordinated music number." So having my own drum line would be cool, but I think it's not the same as having your own soundtrack. Be a little bit. I want something a little bit less harsh as cool as drum lines are. Hard pass. On the subject of Christmas, I actually wanted to ask McCall about that because I got a feeling, even with her, I don't want to call it farm, she'll get mad at me. Small usage of animals on her land, 40 birds, I don't think going to appeal to her either. Um, but speaking of Christmas, a debate broke out on a friend's Facebook page yesterday that I didn't realize was a thing. Um, it's about a specific type of decoration. Is it tacky? Is it lazy? Or is it just fine? Two, two and a half weeks from now, you're out driving around neighborhoods looking at Christmas lights. You roll up onto one house in particular, and then just in front, there's an inflatable frosty snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and that's it. And your thought process is A.J. McCaw VFX, A.J. Fly So Soul. The reason I asked is yesterday on a friend's Facebook page, I happened to stumble across because, you know, who knows what Facebook's going to show you, whether you want to show you the things you want or not. But uh, someone commented and said that they found that inflatable holiday decorations are extremely tacky. Of course, people defending and arguing, yeah, thanks, somebody finally said it. And I hadn't thought about it, to be honest. And I was like, okay, let me think. In that situation, I roll up on a yard. They've got nothing else. I don't think I care for it. I, I mean, just eh. tacky, probably not. Lazy, I don't think I would go there. But it's just like. Like to me, the lights, like you say, let's go look at the Christmas lights. You go down to Willard to look at the Christmas lights. As the accent pieces, inflatable ones, you know, okay, maybe. But it's the lights that I think are what I look forward to at least and what I think of when I think of Christmas decoration. A couple of comments just off that Facebook thread, the the, the argument that people got into uh, so, uh, someone said, I'd rather see inflatables than nothing at all. Somebody else said, they're only tacky if you put them up before Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, they're cute and festive. Um, somebody else said, I think they're cute. I don't think 801 yard is very cute, but it's the beauty of being a homeowner to each their own. Somebody else said, I hate them, but my children love them, and it's not about me. It's about making their holidays special as possible. So, my 14-foot Santa and my baby unicorn and baby dragon stay. <laughs> Hey, you're going to do something different. Okay. I, I kind of like that as well. Like, also, that's the end. Uh, you know, if you love them, then you do it. I just, it, I, when I picture, like, yes, yeah, so, okay, picture the, a great house you want to see. And it's never going to be mine because, let's be honest, I'm not handy. I don't want to go up on the ladder in December to put the lights up. I don't want to go on the ladder in November to put the lights up. It's, it's lights. Like, I think, I think of Willard. And I, maybe I'm wrong. And if, if so, somebody text 68255. 68255- to, to text. Start your text with VFX. I don't think Willard has inflatables. I haven't been in, I think I went two years ago. I didn't go for COVID. I went the year before my parents were in town, actually, and I took them. But I, I picture the lights. That's what I see. I'll tell you what, though. As opposed to the inflatables, and as cliche as it might be, it's it still kills. If you don't want to decorate, you've just got to get the one string of lights, that little cardboard cutout of the Grinch, and have him taking it Perfect. Good. I don't care. I, it's cliche or not. I would laugh every time at that. I'm on board with it. If you don't want to decorate, that's like two decorations you need to get that totally still has you right there in line for the Christmas decoration. I, I love it. So that's do that. Honestly, I, I need to do that because we don't decorate. We just don't. Um, speaking of special occasions, we got a message. Am I a jerk court about to be in session? Just how much scolding are you allowed to do of a child in public? That's not yours. Even if they did take your kid's special moment. Ironically enough, I had a long conversation with my dad yesterday about children. AJ McCall on VFX, AJ flies solo. And it was a good one because very, very, very rarely do the conversations in with look, I understand what you're doing. Ultimately choose. He did. He did work in and that's understandable. You know, one day we hope to get some grandkids, but it was a fun conversation. And, uh, I don't know. I don't think you can truly know what kind of parent you are until like, you have it right. Because everybody gives you some advice. You've probably seen it with friends or family members and you everybody formulates the plan. But I feel like having a kid is like you, you have a plan and then executing the plan is like all hell broke loose. So good luck doing so. And you kind of just try and recuperate and, and do your best from there. Well, we got this message from a listener. Who said, my kid had a birthday party over the weekend. And when it was time to blow out the candles, one of the neighborhood kids blew them out instead. This punk kid took away my son's big birthday moment. Now, this kid's always doing things like this. So I got annoyed and scolded the kid in front of everyone. He ended up crying, going home. My wife got really mad at how I handled it and said I acted like a jerk. I disagree. The kid who blew out the candles is a punk. He blew his other kids in the neighborhood, and nobody does anything about it. He is 10 years old and has no discipline in his life, so I thought I'd help. Am I a jerk on how I handled it? I am so glad that you included the age because if it was like four-year-old, they'd like, okay, they don't know any better. So the kid actively chose to do that. Now, uh, this is tough because you contextualize the kid being a jerk. And I have no reason to doubt you. Why would you lie? But in this specific situation, isn't it possible the kid was doing it just to have fun? I know that's, that's, that's one of the tough things, not having a kid but being an older sibling. I think one of the frustrating things about being in that position from the little experience I have is, you watch those growing up, your parents with their kids, me with my younger sisters, them going down a certain path. And not that like it's necessarily a terrible path, but you know the the pitfalls along the way that you can avoid, and you want to make their journey as far as possible so they can achieve faster and further. The problem is, is that. Not everybody gets, they, they don't want to hear that. They want to do it their own selves and, and experience as the best teacher. And so you just have to sit and watch, just torturously watch as you know kind of know what's going to happen. And it plays out like you said. Then you, of course, you can't say, I told you so. But like, that's the thing. Like, I feel like as a parent, I would definitely be one of those ones who, not saying they would be the super well-behaved child, but I would like snap into defense mode for my kid, but Unless you, unless you like, just went overboard with whatever you said to him, I, I really, I really want to say, not a jerk, and not even for just the taking the special moment, all that stuff. Like the kids step out of line, you, you know, you, they're guests at your house. You maybe got a little bit of vengeance. You feel a little bit good deep down, but no, unless you just went way too hard on berating him. <laughs> things said mean mean things you can't take back i i think i think it's okay because the other question is i guess at that point do you make the call like it was neighborhood kids that did, did your son invite him over or did you guys just invite the neighborhood because you felt like it was the right thing to do post covid and let everybody have a little bit of fun anyway you want your kid hanging out with that kid anyway now just keep an eye out because like i said i feel like i'd be the parent where i'm like no not my kid i'll take care of it neighbor might be over with a few things to say it's all i'm gonna say I found, while it may not be McCall's dream job, and we wish her well she out today, um, definitely something that she would say I, I have no doubt she absolutely loves. The question is, while I, I can understand the merits of a pro- professional organizer, how do you become one? Like, How do you say you're qualified enough? Is it a number of hours thing? Is there an internship? Or do you just have to get someone to hire you, and then once they do, you can just throw it on your resume to be determined a professional at something? AJ McCall at VFX. AJ Nightflight. So the reason I ask, so I have, I'm have, i all in on this apocalypse survival kit, right? Want to get the bins, store the food, flashlights, the whole thing. So we've been talking about it, and a friend of mine, I was listening to the show And they were like, well, why don't you, I mean, what do you got in storage now? And I said, well, nothing. We don't have any room for it. He said, well, maybe you ought to think about hiring a professional organizer. I said, ho, ho, time out. Stop the boat. A what? A professional organizer. Like, we use one and our pantry's awesome. And I was like, first of all, I don't have a pantry. But I was like, okay, time out. What, what, What did they do? And I guess they did exactly what you did. They come in, they organize stuff, they put it in bins, they labeled it, they set everything up and all that, and I was like, how did you find like why did you hire them how How? where is there a service for this I said, was well, a family friend said, okay so he's a little bit of friend of a friend they said but they did a great job I was like okay how how does one become this because I, I don't know that McCall necessarily would want to do this I think she loves the idea of organizing I don't think she's a slob by any means but Having someone, oh yeah, I think McCall would be down for this. By the way, Googled it. The average professional organizer I organizer makes between forty-one and fifty-three thousand dollars a year. Which is kind of nuts, it's a pretty good salary. And so I was like, okay, but like how do you how do you become a professional organizer? Like when when do you make the jump from people thinking you're like you're obsessed with everything having its spot to being a paid professional? Like, how do you make that jump? It completely confuses me. And so I was thinking, no, I'm not gonna do this because I'm not going to spend some money on something I can't do. Nowhere near qualified to be a professional organizer. But I was like, okay, what would I want to see? Like, what of their resume would I need to see to justify Because if you get some plastic bins and a label maker, I mean, I can figure it out too. And I thought there's two things I'd really need to see to decide if I think they were organized enough to be, quote, professional. First is sock drawer. Mine is just a mess. Do you have them all put together? Do you fold them as opposed to the elastic thing, which I do, which ruins them, but I, that's how I learned doing it? Are they organized? And second thing is the Tupperware. Because I could not tell you how many times in my house the statement has been made, I want to organize the Tupperware. And it gets organized, you got everything stacked and the lids. And then you do like one load of dishes and all of a sudden it's been like... I had this organized, I can't find where I put anything, so then it's, let's just make this all fit in here, and hopefully next time we open this cabinet, it doesn't all fall out. Those two things would give me, make me feel confident, or go a long way at least, into trusting you as a, quote, professional organizer. Other than that, though, it just sounds like someone who just really has a need to just put things in the right spots. And then, uh, you know, you get one you get one person to buy it and all of a sudden you get to put it on your resume. I feel like that's that's the stipulation. It has to be what it is. Uh, the thing that's caught on as years and years have gone by when it comes to gifts is, quote, experience gifts. As opposed to giving you something that's an item that you maybe don't need or throw away to treat you to something that you'll remember, that you'll cherish. Question is, when I picture that, we all see kind of the same thing. Vacations, right? Not super cost-effective. I've made no bones about my... complaints. seems mean, even though they are complaints about Christmas recently. AJ McCall at VFX, AJ Flying Solo for the Automatrix Group debated eight. Uh, But they have been because... So if you have one of those families that says, no, 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 you need to have something to open. It's an old... I would say it's an old school belief that when it comes to Christmas, when it comes to birthdays, they want you to actually physically have something to open so asking for a gift card asking for a sack of cash is not something you could do and the first i heard of i gotta give her credit was my mom said uh, she wanted to do experience gifts which is great but she also is one of those people that said she wants to have something to open so she somehow does both which it's a whole other thing and so the, the challenge is for me like when you say experience gift i feel like all the same things come up right could maybe say like a concert, but I feel like travel is the first thing to me that comes to mind, and neither of those things are necessarily done on the cheap. And so, what I was trying to think of, and what you can help out with six eight two five five, the number to text start your text with VFX is an experience gift that is not that elaborate, that is not that expensive as vacation. Because I got to be honest, so I was like, okay, rack my brain. If I want to do experience gift for like someone in the valley. Obviously, we're not going to take a road trip or whatever because it's going to get extensive and expensive and all that. First thing that came up was axe throwing because I've still never done it. Um, The the, the lockout rooms or the locked-in rooms I think is something else depending on what kind of – I was like, okay, okay, so there's those things. Those are specific places. Is there something you could do for someone that doesn't live in the same place for you? And this is where I'm struggling to come up with it because, like, the sensory gifts is something that comes to mind. If you could do, like – a collection of some of their favorite things, like in terms of their favorite smells, their favorite tastes, um, and then I was like, okay, so how how would you do that? Because like you could do like a, a favorite soda, maybe favorite cologne, or maybe you could find a way to capture that, like a memory box. And that's what I'm trying to trying to sort out because really, I'm reverse engineering my own conundrum to try and come up with a solution moving forward. As but how to do experience gifts that are not going to break the bank, because ideally, I and maybe it's just me, but I feel like when you say experience, and part of it's probably because that's what they've always been in reference to, is travel is the only thing that comes to mind for me. And I'm trying to figure out, um, trying to figure out what that would be cost effectively, and I think the sensory gift I think makes the most sense if you wanted to do something. <sighs> I think that's more personal. You wouldn't do it for, like, Christmas, right? It'd be more like if someone had a birthday and anniversary, you just get the collection of their favorite things. Like, one of the things I've seen on TikTok I think is really cool. Couples do. But I think if you could get someone to, like, a friend, you could totally do it because it's not to the point that it's weirdly intimate. But you do, like, your favorite things. So you get them something that's their favorite color, something that's their favorite taste, Something that has to do with like their favorite cartoon or whatever you can and you can list out the categories and you could do as many as you want or as few as you want and so then you just sit and you exchange and it's like favorite color and it could be anything like here's a pair of pants because they're green and it's your favorite color, that I think is the way to go. I just don't think I'm creative enough to do so. If you got any suggestions? Maybe it's an experience gift, quote unquote, that you loved. Six eight two five five the number to text. Start your text with VFX for the Automatrix Group debate at eight. Speaking of experience, as I said, I think going to a concert definitely one of those. us to your favorite sporting event or concert or whatever. What if you got trapped though with a concert, quote unquote? Now it is a cover band, so of course that uh, has an effect on the answer here. But wow, uh, ironically, after talking about apocalypses just this week, someone got uh, not someone, a bunch of people got snowed in and had to deal with that situation. Talking about f- uh, finding cheap experience gifts, because I always I always just picture travel. AJ McCall for the Automatrix Group debated eight on VFX. AJ flied solo. All takes a little bit of snow, and uh, one (laughs) group of 61 people in England got quite the experience, I don't think they would call it gift, as the snowstorm stranded them in a pub in England for a few days with an Oasis cover band, which, I don't know. I I think Oasis is great. I don't know that the the cover band would be like, all right, so after, like, day one, where everybody's like complaining, like, oh, we're gonna keep the, we're gonna keep it light and whatever. After like day two, like, no, we're done, all right? No more, none of this. So they, they, uh, uh obviously are doing all right. Uh, the thing that always worries me, and I think it's, it's may- maybe, maybe over portrayed in movies, is like how many days in? The pub's got to have at least a, f- a few food options, but how many days in before someone's like, all right, we're gonna have to talk, uh, we're gonna have to talk about eating someone? Uh, like, we don't know how long we're gonna be in here. It's an awkward conversation, but we're going to have to have this conversation anyway. Also, if you're the pub owner, at what point do you transition from charging patrons to helping out your fellow trapped people? Because, like, he could justify it, right? In this digital age, snowed in doesn't mean anything's down. They could still have power. He could still run the cards through the machine. So, you know, people are on the clock. Though the question is, if you start charging them, then don't you have to pay the staff that makes it if it's not you because you're making money off them? So he drives a whole other thing. But, you know, it's always interesting because I'm um, talking about the experience gifts. And all of a sudden, you, this story comes up and you got 61 people stranded in a pub in England with a cover band because of a snowstorm. And you're like, well, in the moment, you got you to gotta stay calm, you got to not freak out. Afterwards, that's a great story. Hopefully, like, there's probably a couple things to deal with. I'm not trying to make light of it, but it's just really interesting because 61 people's a lot of people. How, like, the, you know, here in Utah, I feel like when you talk about snow, there's, there's some proud moments in history. I haven't, I haven't experienced a ton of them, obviously, because I'm still newish here. A lot of proud moments in snow here, like the stuff that's been braved and the weather we've dealt with. 61 people get snow in England. Like, how much snow do they have to be to be stuck in a pub, 61 people couldn't figure out a way to get out for a couple of days. That is crazy. I think it's uh, ironic as well talking about the apocalypse stuff. Like, I want to build an apocalypse kit because it didn't matter what I put in back of my car. It didn't matter what I put in my basement to store for that situation. I'm going out and about, and all of a sudden it snows. SOL. I'm stuck. I am so stuck and have nothing, nothing I could do to make a change there. Um, ironically enough, speaking of. Uh, I wouldn't call it experience. gift, more tongue in cheek than anything. Uh, Bradley Cooper was held up at knife point in uh, New York City subway. Apparently, it was a few years ago, but he recently talked about it. And so, as far as I can remember, he's like, he's been popular for a minute, so he still had to be fairly hella famous at that point too. And I don't know who knows what that situation the person is that that robbed him, but I mean, I think it wouldn't have dawned on them a little bit who they're robbing. And you're like, oh, this is gonna come back. Like people, Bradley Cooper's one of America's sweethearts. It's definitely going to come back to me. <sighs> Could you handle being snowed? Like, call it two days. Two days in a place that I think fairly well stocked on food. By all means, comfortable. There's no, like, immediate danger as long as you take care of yourself. Could you handle it? Is the experience you'd like to try, like an extreme camping experience? In a true wildlife scenario, I have no skills whatsoever. I'm not making it. Like, maybe a day. Maybe a day. That, I might give it a shot. I might give it a shot. That is not an excuse for someone to kidnap me and lock me in a room for a cheap experience gift. I have nothing to pay for Like, not that. Definitely not that. This is the time of year where it's, of course, called upon with the National Day of Giving yesterday, but called upon to do good deeds. Well, a number was released. Ballpark, how many good deeds someone does per month? Is that high? Is it low? Is it in a good place for us? Eight times in a month seems solid for most cases. Like, uh, well, if you've worked out eight times in a month, I think you probably, probably depending on what your goals want to up it from that. Look, and I make no bones about not making our own uh, attending the gym thing. Yeah, I Three straight weeks. Great. Haven't been back in two. <sighs> AJ Knight on VFX. AJ and McCall I'm flying solo today. The reason I ask, I feel like eight minutes is kind of t- tough to quantify, right? It depends. But like if you said you did eight good deeds in a month, my reaction was, I feel like that's solid. And then you, you got to get into how you define a good deed. And this is where, I guess, call me snobbish, call me, I don't know, ups, up, upholding a higher standard. But according to a recent survey, the average American says they do eight good deeds a month, about 94 a year. Uh, that includes everything from donating food, clothes, and blood, which on board, I like it. Blood questionable. You get a reward or whatever. But if you do it by, just for the, you know, just donate, yes, count it. But also th- everything from being nice to strangers, holding doors, et cetera. And I'm not saying that's not a good thing to do that you shouldn't strive for, but counting it as a good deed seems a little bit like, uh, I don't know, like you're responsible for your hours. You're like, ah, oh, crap, I didn't hit my quota. Let me just, uh, uh, everything. Like, you. when I was a kid, when I was a kid and I was still, my, my parents still claim me as a dependent, um, you know you write off medical expenses like whatever you bought vitamins whatever and so you're just trying to come up with everything like you're trying to squeeze every ounce possible to get every dollar and like kudos to you but that's what this feels like we're just trying to try to stretch as much as possible to get as much coverage into the karma bank as possible again smiling saying hi holding doors please thank you yes but i feel like those should not be counted as good deeds should be counted as good behavior and ideally trending towards just behavior that's instilled in general. But the donating is, is is obviously yes. Um, the challenge is okay, what else can you come up with when it, it's not the financial time? Because one of the things that gets me this time of year is like we had day of giving, and of course, uh Cares for Christmas will be part of Cash Valley Media Groups, always part of that. And, you know, and I want to. The other thing is, is that I just feel like uh, we, I try to donate throughout the year, and so you try to do it within a budget, but you still feel bad, right? Like I was watching basketball last night, and they're having their Jimmy V week, which is about cancer research, and they have all the messages coaches cut and all that, and they always say, like, if you're able to do so. Am I able to? Yeah. But do I set a budget for at this point where I where I feel comfortable donating to charity and, and still being good with mine? Also, yes, but I still feel guilty. Some of the other options, by the way, if you're looking, because this is the time of year to kind of I think they count more, so it's kind of wait until the last minute and then get rewarded for procrastinating, but you can obviously donate uh, to charity, to food banks, you could pick up litter in the neighborhood, recycle, uh, you could pay it forward at a shop, donate blood, you could volunteer all options out there, you know, none of, not all of those cost money, and you can do every single one of those. But I did want to ask, even if I give you the loose standards. And I think you just leave it as good deed and let you quantify it. Do you feel like you do at least eight good deeds a month? According to this poll, the average American does at least eight good deeds a month. Do you feel like you do as well? Going up on our Instagram story, Utah's VFX for the Thermo Fisher poll of the day. A couple of ladies have, speaking of good deeds, a couple of ladies have gone viral for, quote, becoming reverse porch pi- pirates. And I'm not saying they don't have good intentions planned. I'm not saying that. But when you, when you think reverse porch pilots, pirates, don't you think specifically putting something there? When you think of porch pirate, I think, I think it's all defined the same, right? Someone who comes up and takes a package off of your porch, takes something off your porch and steals it. AJ McCall, VFX, AJ flying solo this morning. So reverse porch pilot would be someone by textbook definition, someone who comes up and sets something on your porch, right? So a couple of ladies have gone viral because uh, I think a doorbell cam caught them. See, they saw a package on someone's porch. They grabbed it. Then they went up and rang the doorbell, hoping to make sure they got it, of course, before it was taken. So, you know, I, I read this in the cynic and me was like, well, that's not technically a porch pirate. Uh, look, and fresh off talking about the fact vote on the poll today, do you feel like you do eight good deeds at least a month? Because the average American supposedly does credit where credit is due. They they went out of their way to do something nice, all for it. Reverse porch pirates, thing a little bit generous, but I I also get it too because the idea is that it's not their pack It's not your package so you could steal it and give it. It, 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 it maybe fits. Maybe fits. I, I got to tell you, I I didn't think about this. I know it's, it's existed. It had to have existed for quite some time, especially in the age of more and more, especially in the age of Amazon's getting more and more popular. But like, for instance... Uh, I had a package yesterday, and I work, obviously, in the morning. My girlfriend leaves a couple hours after me, so well before mail gets there, and maybe, depending on the days, maybe early evening when we get home, and I'm always terrified because stuff just sits there. It just sits on our porch because it's, I mean, the crazy thing is is that my my place is a uh, triplex, and my place has two front doors and then there's a door off to the side of the building where it's just my upstairs neighbor. And so the the mail people think that all three are right there because they think apartment uh, what three is is the second door that's mine. Apartment two is mine, and then the mailbox for apartment one is there, who's just off to the side anyway. So all the mail gets put there. So not only does the stuff possibly sit there because all we don't have mailboxes, we just have those little things that hang on the the side of the building that you could fit your hand in, and that's it. So all the stuff just sits on the porch. But not only that, like yesterday, there were three different packages on my porch. Only one of them was mine. But I mean, if you're someone who steal it terrifies the crap out of me because you're like smorgasbord. It's all right here. Ugh. Ugh. hate it. Hate it. But back to these ladies, I just the cynic in me was like, they're not reverse porch pilots, pirates, pirates, but shout out to them nonetheless, because they took the time out of their day to do something nice. And in this time of year. I'm willing to go with the Home Alone Two theory that at this time of year it counts more because it means a lot more to people. So, kudos to them. Um, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe to going and putting something back onto a porch would be something more extreme than a reverse porch pirate. Because, again, I guess if a porch pirate is someone who takes one of your packages and steals it, someone who takes one of your packages and makes sure you get it, I guess is technically the opposite. I just picture them putting something as opposed to taking something away is the opposite. I was focusing on. Nonetheless. Shout out to them. VFX's Facebook roulette. AJ Knight, McCall Taylor. If you are friends with us on Facebook, well, then you can uh, have your post possibly shared to the VFX Facebook page. Cause of course, McCall and I like and share our favorite ones. The best one goes on the VFX Facebook page. Now with her out this morning, it's an easy competition, but because she found such a great post yesterday, and <laughs> even I had to share it today. It's an obvious choice. For uh, Facebook roulette, I, I just you're gonna have to read the comments. It's gonna take a little interaction, but basically, a woman uh, <laughs> did not have a pie turn out very well for Thanksgiving. Blame Marie Callender's, who she bought it from, and let's just say. The customer's always right is a mantra that I don't think many of us necessarily completely agree with all the time. This case, Marie thought, oh, if I just complained, it'll be fine. And the comment section said, no, 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 no. We got you, Marie Callender. Just because she's complaining does not mean she's right. If she's incapable of cooking said pie, you didn't do anything wrong. I promise you, you got a second. Get to Utah's VFX. Read the comments on this one for Facebook Roulette because it is hot. We are now in the last month, which is nuts. It's nuts. It does not feel like it whatsoever. A couple family members made a comment uh, during Thanksgiving uh, weekend or whatever, like, ah, just, it's hard to get in the holiday spirit. It doesn't feel like Thanksgiving. Now that they were nuts, but now that we're in December, I'm like, okay, I had Thanksgiving. I'm doing Christmas shopping, but it doesn't feel like Christmas. And if it's a side effect of the weather, like, I'll live with it. I can live with the weather. Because we we know it's not going to last forever, right? Knock on wood, last as long as possible. AJ McCall, you search that. Anywhere podcasts are, you'll find our podcasts. It's also uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Utah's VFX for YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Especially with the Park Norks Tournament coming up on Monday. Going to need your votes. Continue to enjoy the weather up those good deeds. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check out our Instagram, Utah's VFX, for the poll of the day. And until tomorrow, don't do anything we wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX.